Ooh. <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio. We back. Oh, yeah, we back. We back in business, man. Back like we never left, man. I got my patron saints with me. You know what I'm saying? My patron saints is in the building. You feel me? Shout out to Sherry Tucker, Marcus J, Lord Devin, Twa Kanish, Slarita, Chris M, Gladys Diaz, Coco Puff, uh, Jess V, Latoya Larkin, Miranda Cummings, KC, Pink, Pink, uh, Pink Lady Three, Alice, Miss Ma'am, uh, Chaz Ali, you know what I'm talking about? Dawn Foster, Passionate for God, Cat 87, Kristen R, Sid R. San, Tanisha Turner, Afro, Afro Geeks. Um, what up, Patron Saints? Sandy J, Kristen R, uh, Chanel Latrice, Benjamin McAdams, Carmen, Jack Dawson, Owen Rich. Come on, y'all. Markiki, Chuck in the Wild, Chanel Renee, Cafe Olay, Sharon McD, Randomly CJ. What's up, y'all? Um, we back, man. Verbal Cardio, co-host of the year, Water. Ultimate co-host in your life. This is the only co-host you need right here. This 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 co-host right here is a necessity, y'all. Drink your water, man. Take it in. Make it a priority to drink your water on a daily basis. Whatever you're going through, stay hydrated. Stay hydrated with water. Don't be drinking coffee. Don't be drinking Gatorade. Don't be don't be cutting corners. Don't be cutting the corners and be like, I, I, I got water through this. Nah, get get the water itself, man. Take the time out of your busy day and get in on this nectar of life right here. This is this is everything. This is without this, we nothing, man. We nothing. Y'all realize that? Without without this? Ooh. Ooh. Hell yeah, man. Making, making sure you're getting the waters, man. Got a mirror on the ones and twos, man. A mirror in the building. He back. He was gone last week, but he back this week. No yes, time, you feel me? Back like he never left. He's like, did you leave? He's like, nah, I never did. I'm like, all right. Um, I want to say this. I want to get some stuff off my chest real quick. Now. On Instagram, on my social media, I'm very transparent. And when it's stuff around the house or stuff in my life that's bothering me that I want to change, I want to work on, whatever, you know, I usually put it forth to share with you guys and also take some tips, some pointers, some advice. All right. So y'all know, y'all know I'll be dealing with spiders at the house, outside the house or whatever. And I'll just be like, man, I'm trying to get these spiders out of here. I'm trying to deter spiders from hanging around. So I'm always looking for tips on how to get rid of spiders while keeping them alive. Like I'm, I'm trying to deter, not murder. Trying to deter, not murder. Okay. 
So with that being said, when you come in with the advice, call the exterminator. People, let me explain something to y'all. I'm 46 years old. I know what exterminators do. I know they exist. I know I can hire exterminators. I know I can just be like, yo, come kill these bugs. I'm not an idiot. So when I'm asking for tips, call the exterminator is not a tip. I already knew that. Obviously, I'm trying to avoid doing that. That's why I'm saying, like, yo, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find other ways to turn spiders off. I'm tired of people coming to me with basic shit that I already know. Yo, why don't you just, why don't you just hire somebody? I know I can hire somebody, but I'm trying to figure out ways why I don't have to hire somebody. Tired of it, man. Why don't you just hire? Because I want to do it myself. That's why I'm talking about it here. I know I can I can call anybody up to fix anything in life ever. But I'm trying to I'm trying to do stuff myself. So I'm I'm looking for pointers on that front. What what made me come back to this? It's been bothering y'all been annoying me with this for a long time. But but what what the tipping point was and got me talking about it on the show. My friend E, she was like, because I posted on my story the other day. I was like, I was like, yo, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to get my floor shiny. Like I got the I got the little the wood vinyl floors upstairs in my house. So I'm trying to I'm trying to get those floors shiny. Like to me, I see the streaks in the floor. I don't like that. And the, and the, and the finish looks a little ashy for me. I don't like the ashy look or the streaks. I don't like seeing the streaks. So I posted that on my story. I was like, yo, how can I, how can I get it shiny and streak free? And she was like, she responded, she was like, polish it. And I was like, oh, so I'm thinking once she says polish it, I'm thinking she got tips. I'm like, yo, she got tips. I get excited. I'm like, yo, man, she got tips. I'm ready for the tips. I'm like a waitress at this point valet i'm ready for the tips i was like yo teach me what what's the tips and she goes i don't know my dad just hires people when they come in and do her tip was to hire somebody that's not a tip that's not a tip i was so pissed I thought she was about to come with some pointers or like you gotta you gotta mix, take some lemon, grab grab just some some pledge, real lemon, some vinegar, and then that's gonna take a. I thought she was about to hit me with some real tips. She was like hire some. I know I can hire somebody. I knew that the whole time. I know I can hire. Hey man, come in and wax this shit up. Obviously. I'm trying to figure out ways to do it myself. Those are the tips I'm looking for. I know I can I can get a cleaning lady. I can get a guy to come in and buff the floors. I can get a guy to paint. I can get I can get I, I can hire anybody. I can hire somebody for sex, but obviously that's not what I'm looking for. 
So when y'all when y'all come in the comment section, when y'all respond to whatever it is I, I want to work on and get through, don't come in with the hire somebody. Man, duh. Duh. You can give me tips if I ask you who's a good person to hire, then you can come in with who to hire. But come on, man. Sick of y'all, man. Tired of it. Tired of it. Something else. Something else that was brought to my attention. This is random. Everything's going to be random until we get to the paranormal. This was brought to my attention by my friend Kelly. Kelly was like, yo, you ever noticed that you never seen Janet Jackson's legs? That blew my head off. I have never seen Janet Jackson's raw legs. I started thinking about, I started thinking back to every Janet Jackson video. And I was like, I was like, no, nah, could what her legs Well no, nah, she had the legs. I started running back. Every Janet Jackson video in my head, and I'm just like, yo, I've never seen her legs. Pleasure Principle, Escapade, Rhythm Nation, When I Think of You, Control, you know what I'm saying? That's the way love goes, anytime, any place. Love will never do without you. Scream, all for you. All right. Nasty boys. Where her legs at? I don't know what her legs look like. And then, then, then I, I just started Googling Janet Jackson's legs. It was nothing. There was nothing. I was Googling Janet Jackson's raw legs. I don't know what her legs look like, y'all. The Buster Rhymes video coverage. You saw knees and all for you. And it's funny. It's funny, though. But I never noticed it until she she said that. And I was just like, my head exploded. My body was jiggling. My nose bled. I was just like, yo, I never noticed it. Never noticed it. This whole time, it, it was just something that just I never noticed. And now that I'm thinking about it. Have we ever seen Michael Jackson's legs? He ever had his legs out? Cause I know, I know and remember the time everybody all Egyptian legs was out in Egypt. Legs was big out in Egypt. Michael Jackson had on some pants. Michael Jackson had on futuristic pants in ancient Egypt. Just some straight jeans look like. Some black jeans with some boots. I'm like, yo, what? He never, his pants never fit the theme of the video. So now I'm thinking, have we seen any of the Jackson's legs? I ain't never seen Joe Jackson's legs. 
Catherine, what's her name? Catherine Jackson, what's the mom's name? Latoya was naked, but was her legs loose? Did she go raw legged in a Playboy? Now, now I'm like now, Jermaine Tito, three T, whose legs is out? You are not alone. Video, Mike's legs was out. That's what Kristen R said. So he had his legs out in the You Are Not Alone video? Okay. All right. I hated that video, by the way. I hate that video. That's probably my least favorite Michael Jackson video. But that's neither here nor there. I'm cutting the, I'm cutting the live feed off on IG Live. IG Live, if you want to get in on the Verbal Cardio Podcast Live, the Daddy Issues Podcast Live, you want to get in on movie nights, game nights, music nights, join my Patreon. Somebody in the IG live just said you're gay, and I'm just like, okay, I'm uh, I'm gay, and that's another good thing about Patreon. It weeds it weeds people like that out. Just people that just be saying dumb shit. It weeds y'all out. So join the Patreon for the real. We got a good community in the Patreon. No riffraff. That was a riffraffy comment right there. You're gay. Security, get this riffraff out of here. So, but anyway, I'm cutting the IG live off. Y'all want to get in on this? Join my Patreon. Click the link in my bio. Join the Patreon today. Rise to the challenge. I challenge you to join my Patreon right here, right now. Click the link in my bio. Nah, but you a funny dude. All right, Curtis, I can respect it. Thanks for nothing. All right. <laughs> um, let's see. Another thing that was brought up by Shift Gibbs when we were playing uh, Call of Duty last night. They were saying that black people eat more spaghetti than Italians. <laughs> black people eat more spaghetti than Italians. And you know what? Now, I can't speak for the Italian community. But this does not sound wild to me at all. This does not sound wild to me whatsoever. Black folks, we be eating spaghetti. We be tearing spaghetti up. We, spaghetti has always been a staple in my house and household. I mean, because spaghetti is one of the earliest things I feel confident in cooking. Once I learn how to put the put the sticks in the, the boiling water and that turns into the spaghetti noodles, I was like, yo, man, I'm a chef. I was Chef Boyardee at that point. And the Chef Boyardee, is he a real person? Did he really exist? Or was he just a mascot? I need to know if Chef Boyardee really existed out here. But, man, when I put the, when I put the sticks in there and it turned into the spaghetti, you can't tell me nothing, man. My restaurant opens on Monday. I was nine, eight, seven, somewhere in there, man. You couldn't tell me nothing. Twirling around with the fork, lady in the tramp. The schischetti, as I like to call it, schischetti. Now, the reason why I feel like that, and we were talking about this as we play, as we play Call of Duty, the reason I feel like spaghetti is such a popular item for one, it's easy to make. It's easy to prepare. It's easy to cook. I mean, granted, you know, some people shine in spaghetti, some don't. 
Some people know how to season it, some don't. Some people get creative with it, some don't, of course. But in terms of you can make a lot of it all at once, it's easy to make a big portion of it. You got it for the leftovers. You got it, you know, it can, it can feed a lot of people at one time. It's fast. It don't take a long time. So if you got kids, you got a husband, you got whatever, you can make spaghetti. Everybody's eating. It's enough for everybody. It's going to be leftovers. It's just a good all around. I need to cook something real quick. It's going to be good. It's going to be a good time. And we got some for later. So I just feel like spaghetti is that is that meal that, you know, that's your go-to. Whether you use whether you use the ragu or the sauces that you can buy in the grocery store, whether you make your own sauce, you get your own tomato paste, you got the garlic going, you got the onions going, you got the sausages and the grounds and the, all that other stuff. You can just create and build. You can make it sweet. You can make it, nah, I'm going to ease back on the sweet. You know, you can experiment with different pastas and stuff like that. So I just feel like spaghetti is that is that meal that's just, it's easy. Spaghetti is spaghetti is there for you when you need it. Spaghetti is there for you. You can jazz it up. Some people, some people make spaghetti and they're like, you know what? I'm gonna bake it. I'm gonna put the cheese over the top and I'm gonna throw this in the oven in the casserole dish and I'm gonna make like a spaghetti bake. Some people bake the spaghetti. Some people make the spaghetti with the with the separate sauce, and you got the noodles here. Then you put the noodles down. Then you bring the sauce in later. Or you can mix it all together, man. You got the spaghetti in there. You got the sauce mixed. You got it all mixed in. The possibilities are endless, but it's simple. It's easy. So I get it. I get it. Um, so last night, too. Last night, we had a music. We had a, we had a movie night last night with the patron saints. We we watched uh we finished the the latest season of Black Mirror, right? So we watched Black Mirror, we finished that. And then we then we had an impromptu movie night. I mean music night. So we were listening to the intro, the R and B group intro from nineteen ninety-three. Excuse me, that was their debut. And then we started listening to Lady Nubians and like, you know, a couple of Jodeci pieces here and there, because we were talking music, right? And we were talking about R and B. And I was saying, and we listened to uh, John A as well, pronounced John A. Um, we were talking about how good R&B was in the 90s, how good it was and just how, and also like people people were creating like albums, bangers on there, right? And then we were talking about how we got to bring the begging back to R&B. We got to bring the begging back, especially from a male perspective. And I know y'all going to be like Tony Simpin, Tony Pandering, man. You always pandering. Bring begging back to R&B, man. These cats was out here singing, putting their soul on the line. Why don't you love me, baby? Tell me your love ain't changed. We've grown so far apart. Please don't leave me with a broken heart. Why don't you love me? Woo! He was he was 
pouring his heart out on the track. Bring it back, man. Bring back the beggary, man. Act like you love this woman and you need her, man. I feel like what happened with R&B is that dudes got too cool for school. They got too cool for school. They're like, nah, man. You know, I love you and everything, but don't get it twisted, man. You a dime a dozen, bitch. That's R&B now. Don't get it twisted. You a dime a dozen, bitch. I love you, but let me tell you something right here, right now. I can find another you. Damn, this is R&B? Bring the begging back, man. Baby, I'm begging, baby, I'm begging, begging, baby. Jodeci literally was like, yo, I'm begging. Baby, I'm begging, baby, I'm begging, begging, baby. Jodeci, let me hear you say, yeah. They was begging in the desert with leather on. So now, you know, we... The rap landscape has taken over in black music. So now these cats, if if you want to call them singers, you can. But I feel like they cheating because they get the, the auto-tune mechanism. So when these rappers kind of go into the sing, the sing bag, then they start being vulnerable and shit. They'd be like, nah, man, you're simping. You're soft. So now we got cats that don't want to, they don't want to lose a cool card for begging for these women. So now it's just like we we have ruined, we have ruined the R&B, the R&B tip from a, from a male perspective. Women, women are still out here putting their, putting their hearts on the line. Oh, here we go. Tony pandering the women again. Women are putting their hearts on the line. They being mad vulnerable on the R&B track. Listen to R.E. Lennox or listen to Scissor, Janae Aiku. Like, you know, these women, they put they putting it, they putting it out here. And you still got casts out here like vulnerability McGee. But I feel like overall, you know what I'm saying? I feel like we 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 gotta we gotta get these good women back. And a lot of dude, a lot of dudes out here thinking women ain't worth it now. They be like, nah, man, you know, the women ain't worth it nowadays. The women ain't worth begging back now. A lot of dudes be thinking that. Just, just look at my comment section. A lot of dudes out here do not like women. I can't stress that enough. Tony pandering again. Pander Express. I'm just calling out what I see and what I hear. And I be seeing it all the time, man. Y'all don't like women. Let's call it what it is. For whatever reason, you got beef with women. And y'all be mad at me because I know the value of women. And I'm not saying women are perfect by any means. Y'all be fucking up. Women be fucking up. Women, y'all be annoying sometimes. Y'all be fucking up. Y'all be making horrible decisions. Y'all be, y'all be complaining about shit you have control over but you act like you don't have control y'all be picking the wrong man y'all be ignoring red flags i can roast y'all all day women i can throw y'all on the grill and brown y'all on both sides 
Because y'all be bullshitting, y'all be fumbling, y'all be dropping the ball. Y'all be out here. Y'all are not perfect. But what I'm saying is I know a lot of good women personally. Like I grew up in this. I grew up in an environment, environments where good women were just around me. They were close. They were, I was seeing, I was witnessing the good womenry, if you will. So that shaped my mindset when it comes to women. Not me. I'm not, I'm not perfect. Y'all be thinking I'll be pandering and I'll be simping. Let me tell y'all something. I'll be fucking up too with women. I've hurt feelings. You know, I've faded out on women. I've done them wrong. I've lied. I've cheated. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'll be fucking up with women. This is this is this is facts. You know, I ain't no shame in my game. Well, I'm ashamed, but ain't no ain't no shame. But you know, but I also see the value in quality women. I'll be seeing them out here. And so, and that goes from family to teachers to to uh, friends, acquaintances, I just see it all around me. I'm inspired by women. I, you know, I respect them. I'm, and, and at the same time, I'll be lusting after them and like, you know what I'm saying, all that shit, that's there as well. But I see the value. So when I hear some R&B and they begging for their women back, I'm like, hey, man, I get it, man. Like when you got a good woman, when you got a good quality woman and you messed up and you're trying to get her back, beg for your woman back, man. Beg for you, beg for your woman back. And I think a lot of times dudes take good women for granted, you know, dudes take good women for granted. And so when they lose them, they go, like, man, I done lost a good one. Then you're trying to scramble back, beg for that woman back. And ain't no shame in the beggar. I'm not going to look at you. As a man, I'm not going to look at you as like a simp or a soft dude if you fumbled the ball and you trying to get a good woman back. I can be like, hey, man, beg for that woman back, man. I get it because I see the value of women. Women have had my back personally. They've held me down financially they've held me down spiritually they've they've held me down as friends as lovers you know what i'm saying so it's like it's family so it's like seeing all of this all these traits i'm just like yo man women are, they all right with me they all right god damn it oh don't it pander in the game pander express just because i see the appeal and the value in women that's all it is that's all it is that's all i'm saying I'm not saying they perfect. I'm not putting them on pedestals, but I see the value. That's all it is. Just let me see the value in women in hush, fellas. I see the value in men. Do y'all feel like do y'all feel like I don't value men, fellas? When y'all be like, you pandering, man. Do y'all do y'all feel neglected? Like I don't like men. Is that is that what's is that what's hurting you? Is that what you're noticing? I love man, dudes is man, we out here, man. I love the fellas. The men folk. I raised two boys. Raised them from boys to men. You know, I poured into my sons. Poured in love and support, guidance. 
I'll be loving and liking my children, boys, men, sons, black boys. I uplift. I support my, my, my fellow comedians that are men, putting money in their pockets. Uplifting, supporting, pushing. I'll be uplifting famous black men, you know what I'm saying? When I'm a fan, you know what I'm saying? I'll be like, yo, the new Nas album on my story. But but no, when I talk about women, oh, I've heard enough. Pander Express. Why y'all mad, man? I love men too. Pause. You know what? No pause. Press play. I love men as well. Got a lot of love for men, man. They my friends. They my family. They my business partners. They my confidants. Is that what y'all need to hear to get off my back when I pump women up, man? Y'all need some pump up as men? What's the what's the issue? Is that what y'all need? Y'all need me to have your back? You want me to cover up the bullshit y'all be doing and just be like, nah, man, you good. You good, dog. Keep cheating on your girl, man. You a, you a real one. That's what y'all want? Y'all let me know, man. I don't know. Shit. And also, too, I, we done transcended from R&B to, to all the way over here. I noticed last night when I was thinking about music, I noticed that I don't think my dad listened to music. Growing up, I don't remember him really bumping music that heavy. Cause, like, you know, when I think about when I think about my family shaping my musical taste, I'm always thinking about what my mom played. My mom's listening to gospel, R and B. She's listening to anything from the Beatles to the Wiz soundtrack to Andre Crouch to Donna Summer. All kind of music. Luther Vandross. She listened to jazz, and then my brothers. My brother listening to house music, and like. Uh, R&B and then my other brother Scott listening to hip hop and like heavy metal and like alternatives so I'm getting all of this going on and then when I think about my dad and we go to my dad's house for the weekend I'm like yo he was listening to like news radio or whatever or like you know some 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 Christian radio so there's just like sermons in the car or like you know just news and I'm just like, I don't remember him playing. I don't remember him playing no music around the house in the car. I'm just, I just noticed this last night. I was like, yo, man, my dad's a serial killer. He ain't listening to no music. Nothing. It just hit me last night, man. I got no musical influence from my dad. Zero. Zilch. I, could, I can't even tell you who he likes musically because I don't remember him really rocking music like that. And it just hit me just now. Like at his crib, he ain't never had the music blasting. Like with me, if you hang out with me, you going to hear music. You hang out with me, you in my car, you in my house, man. Music, you going to hear music. You going to hear what I like to listen to. It's just, it's just what it is. It's inevitable. But I was thinking about him. I'm just like, yo, man, he wasn't listening to nothing. Serial killer. I don't trust people that don't listen to music, man. And this whole time, my own father, it'd be your own kinfolk. It'd be your own, 
your own family. He got bodies, man. He done, he done murdered a couple people and put them in the trunk and drove and drove the car in silence. He was driving the news radio. God damn, man. I never, I never put it together until last night. But forget all that, man. Let's get paranormal. Let's get paranormal in here, man. Let's go, man. So we got paranormal stories. So I'm going to go back to some of the stories we, we didn't get to last time. And we're going to get to the to the scary stories. So now, man, get your feet together, man. Get your, get your blankets. Turn your lights on. It's probably already this daytime, but listen. But if you're watching this, if you're listening to this in the dark, man, it's going to get creepy. So, first story. Let's get into it. Yeah, there you go, man. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, 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 oh. damn. All right, here we go. And this story is from uh, Eurydice Bonaventure. That name, first of all. But it's uh, actually it's Aries from Patreon. For the past year or so, I've noticed my four-year-old staring off in the different corners of the house and talking, but with no sound coming out of his mouth. One day he drew a picture of me, his father, himself, and a person off to the side. In a different color, no less. When I asked who that was, he said his sister Susan. He's an only child. My uncle told me that the person who built this house for his family lost a child back in the 50s. Today, he was looking up in the corner and talking about finally speaking loud enough to hear, and he was telling whoever it was, stop laughing, it's not funny. He never did that before we moved in here, so I'm definitely convinced there's a spirit communicating with him especially since he tenses up whenever I mention it or ask who he's talking to. My experiences in the house are nothing compared to what I see happening with him. Yo. Hell no. Hell no. Your son is out here communicating with a dead kid from the 50s. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh-uh. And the cold part is, it's like, yo, you you trying to, Aries, you trying to get in there and help your son out. Like, yo, you good? Who you talking to? Be like, hey, man, I don't, I don't know. And they say, they say that kids and, and, and animals are sensitive to the supernatural, to the spirit world. So it's like that kid is just only revealing itself to the to the baby to the child and that sucks you know because because what if what if your child don't like that ghost because ghosts gonna be hanging around they ain't got nothing better to do so now you know your son is stuck with this ghost like bruh man come on man i just want to play with my toys man here you come here you come in here talking moving your mouth and i can't even hear you then you laughing at the wrong shit like come on and you stuck with the ghosts because the ghosts ain't going nowhere. Ghosts ain't got no, they ain't got no appointments, no agendas. They ain't got no schedules. They ain't got nobody else to hang out with. And the child been there since the 50s probably. 
So the old school child, man, I don't know if this child is white, black. I don't know if there could be a, a cultural disconnect. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, come on, man. They ain't going to get the same jokes. So that, that little ghost kid is laughing at something that was funny in the 50s. But now it's just like, what? Your son, Aries, is like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Stop laughing. So you, you got to keep all that into consideration. You know, because this is an old school kid. You know what I'm saying? What was funny in the 50s? Like, what were people regularly talking about? So you think, too, Jesse, you think because the adult innocence is gone that we don't see, we can't really tap into the spirit world like that? If it's based on innocence? So because we did the crime, we're not going to be able to see? It's an interesting dynamic. It could be, excuse me, it could be racist spirits out there. Like, you know, it's the 50s. It was a different time. Maybe that kid was like, you're black. You're black, huh? And they could be dropping the N-word because that's what they were saying back then. Shit, even now they be saying it, but like, hmm. I don't know. Let's go into another story. Thank you, Aries, for that story. That story was fire and creepy. Alright, what else we got up in here, cuz? Wait, let me make sure. Okay, I don't think we did this one. Here we go. Here we go, man. Let's get it, shouted. Yeah. All right. Hey, Tony, this is uh, Tavion from Akron, Ohio. First off, I'm a huge fan of the show, and I love your content. With that being said, let's get to it. Back when I was in middle school, around age 12, I frequently checked out books from the school library. The one I read the most was about ghosts, and I always got stuck on the part about doppelgangers. I was fascinated with them for some reason. One night after my mom left for work, I woke up uh, an hour or so later to see what appeared to be her standing in the doorway. I called out to her multiple times, but she didn't move or answer. Then I noticed as I sat up and looked harder that the shadowy figure had no face. I immediately broke out in a cold sweat and realized I might be looking at an actual doppelganger. I tried to convince myself the shadowy figure was my mom and went to give her a hug. However, it shot down the hallway and then turned and stared at me. I chased it down the hall, but it appeared at the bottom of the stairs. I proceeded to go all the way to the basement in pursuit, but it was long gone. I was so paranoid after this paranormal uh, encounter that I didn't sleep for the rest of the night. You goddamn right you ain't sleep for the rest of the night. Hell no, you didn't sleep for the rest of the night. You chased down a faceless doppelganger all the way to the basement. Sleep? Shit. For the rest of the night? I might not have slept for the rest of my life. Sleep is dead. Sleep? What's that? 
Ain't no going back to sleep after that. You chased it down like a scene in Seven. You was brave. Once I see the facelessness, I'm like, yo, man, nah, uh-uh, nah. We're not hugging. We're not doing nothing. I'm not chasing you. I'm not following you. I need you to get out of my doorway. But the fact that you went all the way to the basement, what if, what if it tried to lure you to the basement? And that's where, that's where it was going to get your ass. Like, yeah, if I can just get this kid down to the basement, my faceless ass will be complete. What if it was going to steal your face in the basement? You really went down to the basement. Hell no. Hell no. I might, I might give you the hallway. I might look in the hallway and see you look back at me with no face. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm closing the door. Once I come in for the hug and then you dip off and go down the hall and then look back at me with no face, the chase is over. I'm good on the chase. Because for one, my actual mom wouldn't deny me that hug. And my mom wouldn't run away from me. So that right there lets you know this ain't your mama. The facelessness be damned. You got to look at the at the pattern of, all right, if that was your mom, is your mom really going to run from you? Is your mom going to run for you and then turn around and look back with no face? In that moment right there, that's when I'm going to fade back into the bedroom, shut my door, and never sleep again. Tony Baker died of sleeplessness. He was 13. Apparently, he uh, never slept for about, you know, 10 months. He never slept. <laughs> News at 11. I'm out. You damn right you was up all night. And if it was just one night of sleeplessness, you are a brave soul. I'd still be up right now looking at the ceiling. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, uh-uh, nah. Let's get to another story. Thank you for sharing that story, Tavion, from Akron, Ohio, man. I appreciate you, man. Great story. That story is so good. I'm just like, man, that story can't be true. That was a good one right there. All right, let me go make sure I'm in the right, the right vein. All right, here we go. Here we go. Let's get it. Yeah. Y'all see what it is. It's from Tiffany. Hey, Tony. Here's one of my many real-life paranormal experiences. Back in 1994, we lost my little brother when he was being born. Sorry for your loss, by the way. Around, around 2004, we adopted two little boys. My mom had bought them a big yoga ball to play with. And one day as they were throwing it up our staircase and waiting for it to bounce back, they suddenly went silent. I was in the kitchen at the time, so I came around to see why they were so quiet. I see both of my little brothers standing at the bottom of the steps. And I said, what happened? They responded, the little boy doesn't want to play. And I looked up and saw the ball bouncing at the top of the step. I asked both of them to kneel down with me to pray real quick. And when we did, I remember praying to my little brother, letting him know 
the boys weren't a replacement to him and we won't ever forget him. Once I said amen and my brother said amen, the ball dropped back down the staircase. I have others since I grew up in the projects that were built on top of a cemetery that dates back to the War of 1812. I believe to have seen the ghost of a Klansman, my grandmother, and have witnessed my fridge door cabinets and plates mess with. Bess Tiffany. Well, damn. Tiffany. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to need those other stories. I'm going to need the story about the Klansman, your grandmother, and the fridge door and the cabinets and the plates. I want it all. I want it all, Tiff. Tiff! That was quick thinking. The fact that you was able to pray immediately, right then and there, that's quick thinking. You was just like, oh, oh, what y'all doing? Oh, oh, the ball bouncing? Let's pray. And you told your little brother, they are not here to replace you, just so you know. And he was like, all right, bet that. And then he he bounced the ball back down the steps. Amazing story. I'm like, yo, that's wild. That's crazy. Do your little brothers still remember that? Do they remember that event? Because that's a major event. You know what I'm saying? Like if I was a kid and I'd be like, yeah, I remember this one time. This little kid, you know, playing at the top of the steps. I don't think that kid was real. Because my mom couldn't see him. But then, you know what I'm saying? Something about him being, you know, something about him being her little brother or something. I don't know. It's crazy. But the fact that you prayed on the spot, that's quick thinking. Because I would have been like, why that ball bouncing? What y'all doing? What the hell? Let's get out of here. Let's get the hell up out of here. Let's go to Dairy Queen. We done went to Dairy Queen. We done went to Dairy Queen. I done threw that ball out. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? Thank you, Tiffany, for the stories. And we want more. Keep the stories flowing like champagne. Keep the stories flowing. All right. Let's get to another one. Alright. Here we go. Yeah. What's going on, Tony? This is Jay Fitness chiming in from Temecula. Always look forward to these spooky episodes. Always refreshing to know there's so many other people experiencing similar phenomenons in their lives. When I was 16, I lived in Temecula with my aunt. We stayed in this two-story, four-bedroom house in a very ordinary suburban community. No red flags to be seen from the exterior of the home or the neighborhood. Looking back on things now, I'm certain that within that house exists a portal of some sort. There were various encounters experienced between myself and other members and visitors of the household. Since you requested we keep them personal, I'll share an experience of mine that is uh, that has that boasts a robust square footage memory in my mind. <coughs> Excuse me, y'all just messed up the vibe. My bad, I choked. <laughs> Went down the wrong pipe. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, y'all. Let me get my feet together. Hold on. All right. <clears throat> Let me get back in this. All right. 
I remember me, my cousin, and several friends were hanging out, doing what teenagers and high schoolers did after school in 2011. We were about five or six deep coming through the front door with myself and a friend in the front. I remember it was a warm, sunny day. When I opened the door, there was an unfamiliar cold chill that hit me as I walked through the door. And before I could even hit a single switch, I look up the staircase and there was this distinctive silhouette-like figure at the very top of the stairs, standing upright and still with his arms to the side. My friend came in right behind me and seen it as well. For a moment, we both stood there in disbelief and it felt as though the room was vibrating. Abruptly, we both snapped out of it and darted back out the door to tell my cousin and friends what we had seen. So they reluctantly approached the door, but when they went in, the energy and presence had vanished completely. The eeriest part is uh, me and my friend both recalled seeing the figure, feeling the awkward chill, and sensing the vibrating sensation coming to and darting out. It was the closest paranormal encounter I've experienced and hopefully the last when it comes to energies of that kind. It was one for the books indeed. Man, hell no. Mm -mm. Hell no. Nope. Nope. Damn. Yeah. That's that's creepy as hell. Who was the silhouette? I must know. And if it was a portal to another dimension inside that house, who's coming in and out of the portals? I got to know. And and I want to I want to know the stories of of those that came to your house too. I want to know those stories as well. Even though it's not your personal story, you know what? Since it was in your house and you experienced something Give us the stories from the friends and the family who who also experienced something in that house because now I'm intrigued. Now I'm like, who's in charge of the portal? And why why was the room vibrating? What was that? Like, what was the vibration all about? And then why do why do they disappear? Why do they leave? Like when other people come in, like, yo, man, we we all going in. Why do they why do they leave as spirits? Why did they be like, you know what? Let me just get the hell up out of here. I often wonder why that is the next move for them. Damn. Temecula, huh? I've been in, I've been there to Temecula. I wonder if I even seen the house. But nope. Hell no. Hell no. All right, let's get into another story here. Shit, let's get it. Let's get it cracking. Let's get it popping. Oh, he sent another one with the typos corrected. That's the one I should have uh, read because I was fumbling through there. I didn't want to put you on blast. You you did have some typos in there, but I didn't want to throw you under the bus. But I'm glad you knew. All right, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. No, I'm talking about you. Feel me. This is uh, from Bailey, Bailey Aldridge. Hey, Tony, I wanted to share my family and uh, family and I's life now with the Main Street children. Okay, so you want to share the story with the, about the Main Street children. For some backstory, 
There was a tornado that came through Albertville, Alabama in 1908 that almost destroyed the city and killed 35 people in its trek through the country. Among the 35 were some local children. Since this happened, there have been some sightings of children playing in the main street in the late hours of the night. It's a pretty popular story and many people didn't believe it, including myself, but my family now has proof. My parents moved into one of the buildings smack dab in the middle of Main Street. They have their business in the front of the building and they live in the back of the building. Since moving here about six months ago, we have experienced and heard many strange things that we know are children. Since moving in, we find nickels everywhere. They're on the floor, on the stairs, and in little corners. Even places we have picked up a nickel from before, there will be another there will be another nickel there in a few days. They did not like the TV to be off at night. My parents have experienced this and so have I. I have spent the night twice and both times I turned the TV off to go to sleep and will wake up in the middle of the night to the TV blaring and back on. This has happened to me twice and several times to my parents. My mother has said one time she heard children laughing through the wall late at night as if there were children playing next door. But next door to them is a real realtor's office and it was 2 a.m. The most recent sighting was two days ago when my, when my little brother was doing the dishes. He says he saw a little boy peeking his head over the loft they have in their home and watching him. I have attached a video since my parents have a camera in the living room and the loft is just to the left of the camera. As you can see, he sees the little boy and he doesn't really know what to think about it. The children are friendly. My mom leaves the candles out. They're just children. I'm happy they are able to have a good afterlife after sadly passing from the terrible storm. Thank you for letting me share. Love you, Tony. Wow. Hold on. We got video. Oh, wait, I got downloaded. We got video up in here. I don't know how to share it with the the viewers and the saints and stuff. Um, I got to figure out how to share it with y'all, but I'm looking at the video now. Okay, it's a... Uh, there was seems to be a young man in the uh in the like living room area of this this room. He's looking at something, but I can't tell what he's looking at. So he's walking around like he's seeing something, but it's like off camera, whatever he's looking at. He's frozen solid, he's looking. Now he looked back, he's like, what the hell am I looking at? He's got a bowl in his hand, but he keep he keeps looking down. It looks like he's looking through the door into another room in this place he's in, but he's literally like confounded, like, yo, what the hell am I looking at? He's got the bowl in his hand. He's looking again. He's He's just like, man, what the hell? Now he's peeking. Well, so that was it. So it was pretty much, there's nothing to see in the video, but in this video, 
Um, so basically, the video is just um, him looking at, I guess, the kid that he was seeing. So we don't we don't see anything actually in that video. That's crazy though. The kids, the kids from the tornado tragedy playing at the business, at the business in Albertville, Alabama. So let me ask y'all this. Let me ask y'all this. If you if you live somewhere or you had a business somewhere and it was just haunted by children who were just like like the energy is never the energy is never bad the energy is never scary but you know you hear children playing and but you know that they're ghosts can y'all still exist in this environment can y'all still run your business can you still live in this environment can you can you hang in there can you weather can you weather the children playing you got to sell the bakery struggle beard y'all are out we got to move. What if, what if it was uh what if it was a place of business and not your home? Could you could you work in an environment that had ghost children in it? One false move. <laughs> Gone. So y'all y'all not hanging in there. Y'all like forget this. Let me ask you this. Let's say your parents' place has some ghost children in it, but your parents never moved. Are you still visiting your parents? Or are you just going to cut them off because you're scared? Y'all not going to visit your parents? Dang, y'all just gonna cut your parents off. Cause they got some 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 harmless children staying at the crib. I'm not saying stay tonight, but I'm saying you you wouldn't even you wouldn't even show up to visit your parents. Some of y'all are visiting. Coco is visiting. Somebody else is visiting. D Pulliam is visiting. We meet in a public place. Your mom would have been left. 30 minutes max, I would. I'm visiting. So a lot of a lot of y'all are visiting. Okay. And I'm going to visit. Like, you know, I'm going to visit regardless. I'm going to be like, hey, ma, you know what I'm saying? I know you live in a haunted house. I'm going to come see you. I can I can do that. It's my, it's my parents, man. I ain't going to turn my back on you because I'm scared of some. Now, if it was like some evil shit where it was just like slinging people around and the energy's trash and I feel like my life is in danger because of this spirit, Mom, you gonna have to first of all, you're gonna have to move out. Secondly, you're gonna have to holler at me at Cracker Barrel. We can meet up at Cracker Barrel, mom. You know what I'm talking about, you feel me? All right. Um, let's do another one. Boom. These stories are great, by the way, y'all. Keep these coming, man. All right. Yeah. This is from Camille, all right? <clears throat> hey, Tony. I've been living in my home for over 31 years. It was, a, 
150-year-old Victorian home with wood-burning stoves in our kitchen, a giant fireplace in the living room, an old doorbell knocker, and bell connected to the stairs. Well, on October 27th at night, I was in the living room playing uh, our family piano when I felt a cold breeze pass behind me. I got up, looked around, didn't see any, any of my siblings or parents downstairs. I continued playing, and when I finished playing the song, I heard something drop by the fireplace. So I looked and immediately looked off upstairs. I didn't even want to wait and see what that was. On the 28th, I was getting ready for bed, turned out the lights, and dozed off. As I was sleeping, I felt something pushing down on the bottom of my bed like someone crawling. I was pretty tired and half asleep, so I didn't care to get up. Then I heard a woman's voice say, Camille. And as sleepy as I was, I assumed it was my mom, so I answered back, Yes, Mom. I didn't hear a reply, so I looked up, and my room was pitch black, and no one was there. That scared the hell out of me, so I threw my covers over my head until I dozed off. On the 29th, I was in the kitchen talking to my parents and writing my college essay. All the lights in the house cut off quickly, came back, came back on, and a blue flash went by our front door. I screamed, and my father ran outside to see what happened. My mom said she smelled something burning, so we ran all around our house, but we couldn't find anything. My dad yelled out that our neighbor's house was on, was on fire next to ours, and soon strong winds blew the fire onto our house. We grabbed our cats, dog, and whatever we couldn't get and ran outside. It was freezing and we waited for the firefighters to come. As we were watching our family home burn, I looked in my window and saw a dark figure that sent chills down my spine. Both homes burned for five hours and sadly my neighbor's cats perished in the fire. A few days later, once uh, I was somewhat safe to return and grab anything important, I went into my room and a big poster I, ha- I had with a face on it had fire and water damage. What scared me is that the eyes looked like they were glowing and the face was distorted only on one side. Also, this poster was right by my window where I saw the dark figure. The house was repaired over the years and now I live there and own it. Haven't felt or seen anything since that fire. Yo, that story scared the hell out of me, man. That story was scary, man. What the hell was in that room with you? What was in that room? It was on your bed. Hell no. And also this. Did that did that entity start the fire? What was the blue flash? What was watching you from the window? What did the poster have to do with what you saw up there? And, and, and is whatever spirit that was, is there a connection to the poster? Do you still have the poster? And also... Did the fire since since you're since you're back at that house and it's got you know fixed up and it's back? 
did maybe the ghost did save them did the ghost save y'all and also since the ghost hasn't been back since the fire was it there just to fully warn y'all so many questions man that's crazy though who was the figure was it a loved one just looking out for y'all? Was it somebody that that perished in that same vicinity? An ancestor, yeah. Man. You say, where do you send the stories? I'm late. Uh, you can email the stories to TonyBakerComs. That's TonyBaker, C-O-M-M-S, at gmail.com. Tony Baker comes at gmail.com. I'll, I'll put it in the, uh, I'll put it here. All right, let's do one more and then we can get the hell up out of here, man. Let's do one more story for the day. All right. This is from Charity Sam. Okay. Hi, Tony. I don't have a story that, that I experienced, but I have one that involves various members of my family who all saw the same thing. It's a shape-shifting story. Right. My aunt's house is located at the end of the neighborhood in the middle of nowhere on the Navajo Nation. The street that she lives on is the last street that curves back into the rest of the neighborhood. There's nothing behind their house but dirt and desert for miles. One night slash early morning around one or so, my dad, a couple of uncles and cousins were hanging out inside my aunt's house, which is in the middle of the street. There's one street light in the middle of the street that lights up part of the street. They were hanging out, laughing and talking to one another. The front door was open. It has a screen on it. My cousin looked outside because she heard some dogs barking in the distance. She looked through the screen and said, hey, there's a little kid outside. My uncles and dad looked at her. They looked at her weird and went outside to investigate. They shouted out to the kid who was riding a bike. Must have been no older than five or six. Suddenly, they ran inside yelling, get inside, get the shotgun, get the guns. They ran out with a few guns and started shooting. After a few minutes, they came in shaking up, shaking up. They said they shouted out to the kid and started walking up to it. The kid rode the bike under the light until it was almost uh, out of light's view. Suddenly, the kid stood up, looked over at them, got on his hands and knees, and turned into what looked like a dog before running down the street out of the neighborhood. Hell no. Nope. Nope. Shoot the J. Shoot it. Nope. Nah. Nah. But let me tell you this. Since it ran in the opposite direction, I wouldn't shoot it. Whatever that shape-shifting kid was, as long as it's running in the opposite direction, I'm not going to open fire. I'm not going to open fire. 
Mm-mm. I'm gonna just let it. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just let it just ride out. So the recap, Sandy is, um, Charity Charity Sam's, you know, uncle and and, and cousins or whatever. They saw like a little kid outside riding a bike. Couldn't have been no more than five or six. Um, they go out there. It was like, "Hey, kid!" They go out there to to approach the kid. The kid goes under the under the street light, and then it stands up and turns into what looks like a dog and starts running. So. They were like, get the pistols, get the get get the get the gat, get the gat. So they were just like, nah. But for me, I feel like if you're going in the opposite direction, I mean, I would get the shotgun just in case it runs towards us. But, you know, I don't want to blast it just because it's a shapeshifter. I don't want to just kill a shapeshifter not knowing that my life is in danger. Me personally, me myself. Me, myself. Slarita doesn't believe any of these stories, by the way. Slarita is a non-believer. So Slarita is like, nah, man, y'all capping. But that's Slarita, you know what I'm saying? Because these, sto- these stories, these stories is wild. The, all these stories is just straight wild. But I'm not doubting. I'm not doubting nothing. I'm here for it. Y'all better not be making this shit up. Y'all better not be lying. Y'all better not just be in here writing fiction, getting me all riled up. These better be, these better be real stories. Don't play with me. I don't want y'all just making shit up and just emailing it to me. Nah, man, it's got to be real. Fill me in. I'm scared now. Now I'm scared because, you know, I live alone. So now I'm going to be scared at the crib tonight. But you know I signed up for this. Oh, well. Here we are. Thank you. I want to thank you all for sending in these stories. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have more paranormal episodes in the future. And if I didn't get to your story, I will eventually get to your story because I'm just going down the line. So everybody that sent in stories today, what's today? Everybody that sent in stories yesterday, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to them eventually. So we got we got stories on deck. Um, Veronica House has stories. Tiffany Garrett, Eddie Greer, JL, CJ, uh, Natalie, Courtney, Kobe McGuire, Twisted Coalescence, uh, Chanel Latrice, F. Keenan, Shakan Simmons, Shariah, and Joseph. I see y'all stories here. We're going to get to them in future episodes. I appreciate y'all, man. Um, great episode. No this or that's in this episode. No this or that. Um, but I just want to tell y'all I appreciate y'all. If y'all have any, if you're um, if you're a fan of the show and you're listening to the podcast on the Wednesday, you're not in here live. If you have personal stories yourself, Email me at TonyBakerComs, that's C-O-M-M-S, at gmail.com. Send your stories in. Don't be making shit up. Give me the real. Send your stories in so we can read them online and talk about it together as a family, as a group, as a crew. Um, Shout out to my patron saints in here. Eric Payne asks, when is Gross Point Bake coming back? Uh, Probably not until I'm finished with this comedy tour. So maybe like September, October, maybe. 
Um, I don't want to put too much on my plate. So, but Gross Point Bake will be coming back. I love doing Gross Point Bake. So stay on the lookout for that. Um, stay posted. It might be another impromptu movie night tonight. Um, I'll keep y'all posted if, if that can go down. Uh, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Y'all make this podcast better. Shout out to uh, Amir for hooking me up with this dope lighting situation. Appreciate you, bro. And uh, yeah, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another session of that verbal cardio.